This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture, and 620CKRM is proud to be your source for everything ag. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. It's brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And brought to you by the Arcola Co-op. You're at home here on Highway 13 in Arcola. Today we have our Friday look at this week in markets. Both wheat and canola are up, although today's USDA report seems negative for the market. We have an update on crop hail damage claims in Saskatchewan from Co-op Hail. Real agriculture looks at reducing the risk of drought in pasture land. The Canola Council aligns its efficient fertilizer use program. We have an update on grain shipments from Ukraine. The farm weather is in its usual spot. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. And brought to you by Farm Fresh Water. They'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your Farm Fresh Water today at farmfreshwater.ca. Grain markets have been on an upswing for most of this week. PI Financial Commodity Futures Advisor Adam Piccalo says both wheat and canola have been on the rise this week, with wheat up 14 cents a bushel and canola gaining $6 a metric ton. Well, Jim, starting off on the canola front, November canola increased approximately $6 a ton. Here right now, we're sitting at about eight fifty-five. dollars uh, We're down about $12 a ton now on the day, near the day lows here just after the USDA report. And then when it comes to Minneapolis wheat, the September contract increased approximately $0.14 cents a bushel, so we are above that $9 right now. However, we are off about $0.20 cents a bushel on the day. So again, today is kind of a USDA report day. And so that's going to be the main driver of the markets right now. Looking at some of the numbers, the U.S. soybean yield came in higher than expected. And also too, when it comes to the U.S. crop production side, again, higher on the soybeans. So I think that was a little bit of a surprise here. So we are seeing the soy markets off uh, bean and oil. And I think that's again, going going to limit maybe the upside right now on the canola front here. So that's going to be something important to watch kind of going forward because everybody thought that given the weather that was happening in the States right now, that could be a little bit bullish for soybeans. Traders, again, we're keeping an eye on the yield most importantly and an adjustment for, for acres as well too. Technically, soybeans were looking positive, but right now for the, the one to five day forecast, there are some some light scattered rains in the U.S. So looking for next week, potentially there to be, again, a resume of the positive technical trend. But right now, it looks like we might be kind of peaking a little bit right now, at least on the beans. Again, that can affect the corn. So it sounds like the market was moving upwards until the USDA report today. It's been a bit of a downer, but it sounds like are you still positive on the market for next week? 
Well, and that's the thing. You know what? I, I do always tell clients that report days are a coin flip because things looked positive right up until the last second. And here we are now off down about 30 cents a bushel on soybeans, eight on corn and 25 on wheat, $20 a ton on, on canola. So I would say that there are still some positive technical signs, but traders might be looking at this report as, as a bit of a sign to actually, you know, maybe switch the tide a little bit. So on the wheat side, we were showing some oversold conditions and there has been some downward momentum. I've mentioned this on the show here in the past that wheat is really just trading lower to sideways. And, you know, this report might confirm some more downside next week, maybe. The Ukrainian wheat has, uh, or grain, has seen improved movement this week. What impact do you see that happening on the market? Well, I believe that, you know, there are so traders believe that there's about 12 ships have moved out of Ukraine ports carrying more than about 370,000 tons of corn and, and foodstuffs. The first wheat shipment is expected next week. And I think when it comes to prices, that might be almost, I would say, in the market already because, again, it's kind of old news already. However, I think the more, you know, a story is, again, is on the weather and and then certain kind of other conditions like that. Adam Picallo is a Commodity Futures Advisor with PI Finance. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. This portion is brought to you by Prairie 6-inch Eavestroffs. An inch makes a big difference. PrairieEavestroffs.ca and your Prairie Co-op Grow Team. Fueling farms, feeding families in Cupar, Ituna, Lipton and Strasburg. The number of crop damage hail claims in Saskatchewan is about average this year, according to Co-op Hail Insurance in Regina. CEO of Co-op Hail Insurance, Murray Bantle, says 2022 is far better than last year for the number of crop damage hail claims. We're pretty much like sort of an average year uh, at this point. Uh, right now, our claims, or what we call claim to policy ratio, is pretty much right around where we usually average for about the five-year. A little bit ahead in Saskatchewan, a little bit behind in Manitoba so far. Can you give me any numbers? How many hill claims have you faced this summer? So far, we have about 800 and just a little over 800 so far. Where have been some of the major claims? You know, we had early stuff in June on the 23rd. Uh, it was a fairly big storm for us. Um, most most of it has been scattered throughout all of the province. Manitoba's been quiet. Uh, we, we had a fairly substantial storm on the long weekend last weekend that kind of started north of Kindersley and went all the way down to Herbert in the south. So like about a 250, 300 kilometer long one. Wasn't very wide, but uh, was fairly devastating. What about size of stones? How big were the stones and how extent was the damage? Was it 100%? Yeah, we had some stuff that was 100% through it. It's just starting to come back in now from the adjusters being out working on it. Um, the uh, the Eston area seemed to get hit fairly hard. So did some of Marengo and and out in the Etonia area. As far as size of stones go, they're they're usually all different sizes. Jim, they you know they vary from being just smaller marble type stuff right through up to some of the bigger stuff but that storm that the the 31st storm seemed to be you know just just no, sort of a normal hail storm uh, just fairly severe going through that's all and crops are riper on the west side of the province and that was the july 31st any other major storms in july 
Uh, yeah, seventeenth was pretty bad as well for us. Um, not not a you know it was one of our one of our larger claims, but or one of our larger days. But the damage from it is you know again it's mostly just getting back in now, and uh, it was fairly substantial. Like for us, what we look at is usually average claim size, like the claim size that we pay out, and it's one of our bigger days as well. Where was the July seventeenth storm? was primarily north of Regina and sort of started Saskatoon, so kind of went uh, right down into sort of the Southie area and then through into across Lumsden and that type of area as well, but started just south of Saskatoon, like Watrous area. So extensive then, a loss in terms of like 100%? You know, I don't, yeah, there's always 100% in it, but just, there was just a, a fair number of claims through that and, and fairly, fairly heavy loss starting to be paid. Being it's the 17th of July, most of that crop, no recovery in it at all. So yeah, it starts to get expensive for us. And how's the adjustments going? Are you pretty well caught up or still working on that uh, long weekend storm? Uh, we're still cleaning up. Uh, we're getting close to being caught up. For us, it's just to make sure if farmers are starting to harvest that they, they leave adequate inf- adequate strip out there for us to be able to look at. But we're not behind at all. We're, we're kind of right on top of stuff. So it's been good. We've had a few days here without any activity through the early part of August, which helps us get caught up. I hope you keep having just, uh, as you described at the start, uh, kind of an average year. Yeah, us too. It, hopefully it'll just continue on and be average like we're, we're used to, and, and then we should get out of the year looking not too bad. What was last year like? Oh, last year was horrible. <laughs> one of our, one of the, I think it was the second worst in the last number of years since the early 2000s. So yeah, I think 08 was really bad, and last year was bad. Industry-wise, it was really bad. For us, it was uh, not quite as bad, but it was still bad. Murray Bantle is the CEO of Co-op Hale Insurance. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. Brittany Warner here with RealAgriculture.com. I'm joined now by Lauren Klein. Uh, Lauren just gave a presentation on reducing the risk of drought in pasture land. I mean, you brought a wealth of knowledge here today to the livestock side of things. Again, talking about reducing the risk of drought in pasture land. Now, you're with uh, the government of Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture for, I want to say, over 25 years, 28 years, if I remember. Um, and then you have your own operation as well that uh, you were saying you're able to take the fine Deans from your from your work with the ministry, bring it home, not only see it for that day, but see how it plays out over the course of six months, a year, two years. Talk a little bit about your research and your findings and essentially how can we, you know, reduce that risk of drought on pasture land. Well, first of all, I, I guess the main strategy is that we're trying to take full advantage of the moisture when it gets to our place, whether it's in a year or a month. So, you know, once you're already in the drought, it's too late. So you need to be getting ready uh, during the, the wetter years or the wetter months, uh, making sure that your plants are taking full advantage of the moisture that you're getting when you get it so that if you do get into that dry session or that dry summer that you know you're better prepared for it you're a little ahead of the game yeah you know either with stockpiled hay or stockpiled grass uh, you know have have some uh, something of abundance so that 
you know, you've got something to fall back on if the plants aren't growing all summer long. So what are things producers can do in those, you know, wetter years where you're not in a drought condition and you do have, you know, that better plant growth? Well, the, one of the first things I want to do is uh, I want to have pastures from the previous year that have lots of standing material on them so that as many acres as possible I want to be trapping the snow. Uh, so that's where it begins. Then after that I want to have a good stockpile of hay left over so that early on in the spring when I start the grazing season early I can supplement uh, hay bales or pellets or oats on those fields to just stretch the amount of time during the month of May that you can stay on a particular field so that you're giving the next paddock that much more time to get ahead. And, you know, if you can gain uh, four days on your first paddock and another four days on your second paddock, well, now you're well into giving those next paddocks another week of rest or two weeks of rest and it's amazing how quickly they they grow and stockpile more grass so that when you get to them you can stay on those ones longer right so uh, and this would be in the realm of rotational grazing yes sort of thing giving that land a little bit of a break allow it to to regrow and to get its stamina back essentially yes so we have 18 paddocks and two groups of animals so at any given time uh, the animals are only grazing a small percentage of our land base um, so and each of the paddocks gets grazed only once during the majority of the paddocks get grazed only once during the growing season so uh, and at the very longest they're grazed for 30 days many of them are grazed for only 10 days or 14 days so um, so the, the majority of the summer, a given paddock is being rested. Mm -hmm. I was uh, speaking with some guys from the Saskatchewan Stock Growers Association not too long ago, and where where is your standpoint, I guess, on, I mean, sourcing out and finding that land that is doing well and kind of moving your cattle and, and sourcing out and renting land for pasture land, even if it is a little ways away. Have you guys done anything to that effect? Is it beneficial? Yeah. No, uh, we've just, we're just kind of sticking with what we've got. I, 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 ha I have looked at doing that in the past, but uh, given my age and where we're at, I think I'm just going to stick More to More pain this, than... Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, although people do haul bison around. Yeah. Uh, they'll haul them to different locations and then, you know, haul them back home again. Um, I'm not sure I'm going to go there. Right. But what I have done, though, is I outsource... Uh, the majority of our hay. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Partly cloudy today, risk of a thunderstorm. Fog patches developing overnight, the low 14. Saturday, partly
partly cloudy, 30% chance of showers with risk of a thunderstorm, wind southeast 20, the high Saturday 26, the low 14. Sunday sunny, the high 26, the low 14. Monday sunny, the high 27, the low 14. Tuesday sunny, the high 29, the low 15. Wednesday sunny, the high 30, the low 14. Thursday, sunny, the high 30 degrees. Normal high for this date is 25. The normal low is 10 degrees. The sun rose at 542 this morning. It sets at 825 tonight. And around the province, Estevan is 25. Saskatoon, 26. Swift Current, 28. Weyburn, 24. Yorkton is 22 degrees. The hot spot, Valmarie again in the southwest corner at 31, and the cold spot up north, Buffalo Narrows at 16. Regina is partly cloudy in 23, that's 73 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the east-northeast at 7. Humidity is 65%. The barometer is dropping 101.8. Sunny in Moose Jaw, 24. Winds are from the east at 11. Once again, Regina, partly cloudy in 23, that's 73 Fahrenheit. This spring, apply pre-emergent Edge Microactive Group 3 herbicide from Gowan Canada. Before seeding your canola, peas, or lentils, maximize yield today and manage resistance tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougalAuctions.com and brought to you by Pattison Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Pattison Liquid Systems expect the best. The Canola Council of Canada has unveiled a new program offering financial support to help farmers initiate or advance 4R nutrient stewardship on canola. The program, named Canola 4R Advantage, will reimburse growers for up to 85% of eligible costs up to $12,000 per farm per year. Curtis Rempel is the Council's Vice President of Crop Production and Innovation. It's called the Canola for our Advantage, and it offers incentives to help growers initiate or advance for our nutrient stewardship practices on canola acres, as you mentioned. And it, it sort of builds on our, our track record. Canadian canola growers are leaders in sustainability, and, and we're pleased that we can help growers... Um, through through accessing these funds to uh, to keep building on this excellent track record of of sustainability and increased uh, in, increasing yields, and the program is now underway. It starts this year. The program was announced uh, in February, and so funding um, elig- eligible expenses will be uh, will be available for reimbursement um, up until uh, going back until February 7th, I believe, uh, 2022. So this year is in scope already for for our Advantage uh, participation. Rempel explains what 4R Nutrient Stewardship really is. It's a now a fairly well-recognized international uh, initiative and it basically uh, looks at, yeah, the four R's are right product, right place, right time, right rate. And so each of the, each of our uh, four R, our advantage, BNPs, uh, focuses on one of these, these uh, four R practices. And so, yeah, the, the, I think the tenet of four R nutrient stewardship is basically, 
looking at at um, optimizing uh, fertilizer inputs, um, including nitrogen and 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 gal- yeah, getting a balanced fertility uh, portfolio into a field. And basically, it's it's looking at optimizing profitability and reducing production risk by uh, by paying attention to op- optimizing your fertility program. The Canola Council takes applications starting next week. We're actually officially taking app, uh, applications starting on August 17th. So as of yet, we're not taking any official applications, but our portal opens on our Canola Council website um, August 17th. But we're encouraging growers and uh, agronomists who are working with growers to visit our website already and look at uh, become familiar with the program criteria, et cetera, in advance of application. This is a tool that will help producers meet Ottawa's target of reducing fertilizer emissions by 30% by the year 2030. That's the the uh, stated um, one of the stated aims of the of the federal government program. And so, yeah, they're looking at. I think you hit the you you also stated correctly. They're looking at 30% emissions reductions. And so um, we we know from scientific literature and uh, and producer best practices, um, sort of globally, that that for our for our nutrient is one of the one of the ways of being able to optimize yields, profitability, reduce risk, while also um, reducing nitrous oxide emissions. So. I think it, it really fits the strategic direction of the of the canola council and the canola industry. As you know, we're committed to increasing yields to 52 bushels an acre, and we believe that we can we can increase yields and also uh, improve our our environmental footprint on the prairies. It sounds like the launch of this program could coincide with the start of canola harvest on the prairies. We're, we're hoping so. Um, yeah. It, it yes. I think it it. It should, and it, it allows for uh, yeah a lot. The, the fact that we have some scope to go back earlier in the year, uh, and also then uh, start planning forward allows us to uh, really I think work with producers in terms of nutrient management plans. Curtis Rempel is the Canola Council of Canada's Vice President of Crop Production and Innovation. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on the Source 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com A ship approached Ukraine today to pick up wheat for hungry people in Ethiopia in the first food delivery to Africa under a UN-brokered plan to unblock grain trapped by Russia's war on Ukraine. It's to bring relief to some of the millions worldwide on the brink of starvation. For months, fighting in Ukraine and a Russian blockade of Ukraine's ports meant that grain produced in Ukraine, one of the world's key bread baskets, piled up in silos. That sent global food prices sky high and led to hunger in Africa, the Middle East and parts of Asia. In recent days, several ships carrying grain have left Ukrainian ports under the New Deal, but most of the shipments were animal feed and went to Turkey or Western Europe under previous contracts. But today, European Council President Charles Michel announced the first shipment by 
far, the UN's World Food Program of Humanitarian Aid for Africa would soon load and then depart with grain for Ethiopia. The ship named the Brave Commander was expected to carry more than 23,000 metric tons. According to Ukraine's Infrastructure Ministry, only a tiny portion of the 20 million tons of grain languishing now in Ukraine. The ship was expected to dock in the Horn of Africa nation of Djibouti. Ethiopia, along with neighboring Somalia and Kenya, is facing the worst drought in four decades in the Horn of Africa. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source, 620 CKRM. Market Update is brought to you by Freeze Tallman Lumber. Go from backyard blah to backyard beautiful with landscaping products from Freeze Tallman in Regina and Fort Capel. And Sass Pork, working on behalf of Saskatchewan hog producers and our community. We look at grain prices. They were mixed in early trading this morning. Viterra prices for canola rose $1.90 at 81722. Number one red spring wheat went down 992 at 375.63. The rest were unchanged. Durham 408.62. Feed barley 272.87. Chickpeas 925.95. Flax 642.67. Lentils 731.50. Oats 296.53. Yellow peas 442.89. And feed wheat 299.56. At Minneapolis, September spring wheat fell 12 and a quarter cents at 9.09 and a half cent a bushel. It's the Livestock Reports on The Source, 620 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn, 842-4574. And now, the latest Livestock Quotes. This is Grant Barnett with the Market Report Heartland Livestock here in Musha. 1,000 on offer at our Tuesday, August 9th yearling and regular sale. 750 yearlings in the mix and another 175 cows and 40 big bulls. This yearling market, it was on fire, I thought. 28 red and black steers. Dwight Therry and a will a bunch. 764 at 245. 75. 42 red and black steers from the Gerbrandts at Chaplin, 830 at 234. 25 exotic heifers or steers. They come out of the Eden World Country, 966, 221 and 75. Let's do the math on that one. 731 weight exotic steers at 231.75. Into the heifers, 746 weight exotic heifers, 223 and a quarter. We sold 27 red and black heifers from John Welsh at Govan, 802 at 217 and a quarter. The good Good, big, strong cows. Maybe a little lower again, 112 to 119. Medium cows, 105 to 111. Bulls were lower with lots of them starting to show up, 120 to 133. The good ones sold right up to 138 and a quarter. We sold 56 tan heifers on DLMS on Thursday from Kim Palmer of Ben Goff, 970. Base weight at 209.50 right at the ranch. Don't forget the big Ben Goff rodeo this weekend. This is Grant Barnett reporting. Let's have a great weekend. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 7,000 hogs Thursday, selling a range of 266 to $285 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 5,100 head, selling in a range of 267 to $284 per CKG. 100 index hog prices for the week ending Saturday, August 13th are Ole West 2020, 281.80, Ole West 2021, 283.30, Maple Leaf Sig 4, 268.60, Hams Cash, 266.60, Thunder Creek Brickle, 269.98, High Life Cash and Contract, 285.56 dollars per CKG. Hams number one sows this week are up, selling in the range of 70 to 80 cents per pound live weight. Hams cash hog price today is mixed, and four contract prices opened lower this morning. 
On Thursday, the Canadian dollar was up 22 basis points, with the daily exchange rate at 1.2753. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 78.18 cents U.S. Daily U.S. cash prices are mixed to finish the week, with the Western Corn Belt pulling back $3.82 U.S. 100 weight relative to the previous day, while the national-based region strengthened 63 cents. Despite the softness in the Western Corn Belt, the weekly trend held and is up $5.09 compared to the week-ago benchmark. The national region is also maintaining its trend and is down 45 cents compared to the last week. Cumulatively, the pork cutout is $3.09 lower than a week ago, and unless the net value of the cutout comes in over $140 a hundredweight in the afternoon report, the cutout will trend lower for the second week in a row. Meanwhile, lean hog futures are finishing the week on a softer note with all nearby contracts trading lower through mid-session. To be clear, lower is a relative term and all remaining 2022 contracts are at highs for the year. The Canadian dollar, while still trading over 78 cents US, is moderating. The net result is for the first time this year, all forward contract time periods are outperforming all cash average settlement values on record. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by Second Look Online Auction. Visit 2ndlookonlineauction.com to see what's up for bid. And brought to you by Mandeco. Talk to your Mandeco dealer or visit mandeco.com to learn more about Mandeco land rollers and tillage equipment. Saskatchewan Premier Scott Moe signed a Memorandum of Understanding today with two international humanitarian organizations to bring more Ukrainian citizens to the province who were displaced by the Russian invasion. The pledge is to partner up on five humanitarian flights. They say they want to bring more than 1,000 Ukrainian citizens from Warsaw and Poland to Saskatchewan by March 31st of next year. Premier Mo says this is an important and meaningful step to providing a safe refuge for people dealing with unimaginable situations. Meantime, a new report says Canada needs to change its federal visa policy to speed up the admission of Ukrainian refugees, which has slowed to a trickle. The report from the School of Public Policy at the University of Calgary says millions of Ukrainians have been displaced since Russia launched a full-scale invasion in February. But Canada has only received a small number compared to other countries. Study author Robert Falconer says Canada needs to change its visa requirements, preferably to mirror that of Ireland, which doesn't require them before allowing in refugees. On the markets, the TSX is up 124 points to 20,116. The Dow has risen 269 points to 33,606. Oil has fallen $2.28 at 92.06 per barrel. The Canadian dollar is at 78.20 cents U.S. That's the resource report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the on-demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, following the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything ag. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicides.